I can speak Shanghai local language, right? But just the Shanghai people that don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my fault, therefore. <laughs> Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host Oscar Fuchs. Well, there was a lot of feedback after last week's episode with Yael, who spoke about her very personal connection to the story of the Jewish refugees in Shanghai. It was actually the first time I was stopped in the street in Shanghai by someone who said that they enjoyed the episode. So thanks again to Yael. I do have one correction.、Uh, in the intro to the episode, I misspoke when I said that LinkedIn is the one uncensored social media platform in China. What I should have said is, it's the one social media platform where China and the outside world do easily coexist, which is already more than the other platforms like Facebook and Twitter. But I was reminded that some media that's posted on there is in fact still censored, so I shouldn't have used that particular word when describing it. What this word does do is link in very nicely with today's conversation, which is with the Chinese playwright Nick Yu. That's the name he goes by in English. Chinese listeners will know him as Yu Rongjun. Nick has won multiple awards. He's also a director at the Shanghai Dramatic Arts Center, and is someone who has courted some controversy with his work.、Um, you'll hear him talk about one particular story about a hero who becomes a fascist. But he publishes his work in a way that very much sticks within the boundaries of the China culture policy. So, for any creators or artists out there who are struggling with the temptation of self-censorship, I really hope that you can be inspired by how Nick addresses this issue. I was first introduced to Nick by a mutual friend, Dave Bennett. So, a big thanks to Dave, who is genuinely one of the most kind and generous people I know. Makes me sick. And a final note: Nick is someone who is very well known. He's done a lot of interviews in the past. So, I really tried to approach our conversation from a new angle.、Um, so, I hope that people who know about him will enjoy this recording, as well as people who are learning about him for the first time. So. Thank you very much for coming, Nick. Okay, thank you,、uh, Nick. Your full name is Yu Rongjun. I tried to say your name, but I will not say that again in this interview. We'll just stick to Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks very much for coming. the The first question I ask everyone is, what object did you bring that, in some way, shows what you do here in China? So what what did you bring? I bring a book, so that have the eight of my plays inside. So that for me is really important. Uh, I have a, a lot of play published by the magazine, by the publisher house,、uh, but this book is the first time, so I really、uh, think serious for for that things. So I choose the eight plays from almost the twenty plays、uh, at that time. How many plays have you written now?、Uh, I read about the more than seventy plays. Oh wow! Yeah, I I really enjoy writing. I I I write so many、uh, play scripts, also so fast, uh, uh, because I have the two different jobs. Most of my job is for the manager of theater, so that is a really busy and crazy job.、Uh, but、uh, in the midnight, in my the time, I can control, so can I start to to write play. But because I have not too much time to to write play, so I must write play very quickly. <laughs> Sometimes I write play just four lines and、I、must finish it. Does that does that include also the editing? Like, do you do you then go back and rewrite, or is it pretty much finished once you've written it once?、Uh, most of my plays、uh, once will be finished, it.、Uh, but、uh, when I the, the play is rehearsal. 
uh, and I talk with the, the team, with the director. Most play will be polished more than 10 times. When other the people, the director and the other artists, uh, the actor, they give me advice, I can to polish my play. That is, uh, for me, I think that is really good for me. Because you can, you can actually use those people around you to workshop things. You're not just sitting in, in your cupboard by yourself. Yeah, I, I, I said it is, uh, compared to the many of the playwrights, I'm a really lucky guy. I work in the theater. I know the actors. For our theater, we have more than 100, 170 actors. And each year, we do more than 60 plays. So I have the resource. I love this theater. So we are the only national theater in Shanghai. So we found in Shanghai. We service for Shanghai audience. We have the audience, local audience also have the audiences uh, uh, around Shanghai, sometimes international. It's very handy for me because I actually live on the same road as your theatre. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good road in Shanghai. Yes. But you know, in the 1995, when the first time when I arrived at this road, it's so quiet, not so many things happened, but because of our theatre in this road, we we bring a lot of the young people since the 2000s. So now this road is a lot of people come here. That's mm-hmm. right. So what came first then? So were you first a playwright or were you first in the theater? Uh, I was born in a small village in Anhui. That is a really small village. We only have the eight families in this village. Eight. Yeah, that's really small. Uh, but when I was young, my father always bring me to watch the. Uh, traditional Chinese opera, the local opera, we said it is Lu Ju. I think because of that, the, I feel interested about stage. Uh, but when when I go to u- university in Shanghai, my original training is rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. I should be a doctor in the hospital. And um, I never have chance to go to the theater again. Just in the in the third year in the university, I my classmates bought some tickets and they gave me free tickets, so I have the chance to go to the theater. That is the first time go to the theater, uh, which is the first play, the Othello. Uh, but the, during when I uh, watched the play, I always watching the audience more than on the stage, the act on the stage. I think the the why the audience feels so interesting on the stage. I think the audience is uh, the first to uh, attract me, and then the, that is the stage. But when I graduated from school, I found a job in the the hospital in Guangzhou. I really like the work in the uh, in the hospital, but it's too difficult for me in Guangzhou. Because I cannot speak Cantonese, so I think because I went to watch the play one year before or one year ago, why I cannot find a job in the theater? So I go to the theater to talk with the artist director, and uh, he really feel surprised. You can be a doctor, but you quit the job and go to theater. Why? I told him I like theater. What was that job? Uh, that job is a uh, um, publicity manager. Uh, because I'm a uh, work for the publicity, uh, I have chance to know why the theater choose this play, why the artist director choose this director, 
And when the play put on the stage, how the audience uh, uh, liked or, or don't like it, and uh, after the play, how the the experts they they think about that, and uh, some time in the past, the people still remember that. The all the process, I will be have the experience with that. I think this is really important for me to be a playwright at last. At that time, when I worked in the theater for one year, I watched almost all the plays on in Shanghai the all year. But after I watched all of these plays, I think maybe I can write. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah I I don't think they will be put on the stage. I just write. Interesting. And so this was when you first started in the theater. Your family back in Anhui. Then what? What did they think about this? So when I called my my father, I I told him I don't want to be a doctor. I want to work in the theater. He, he said you are crazy guy. Uh, but they uh, support my decision at last. Uh, and now they really care about me. <laughs> so when when did your plays start being discovered by other people? In the 1990s, in fact, in China, for the uh, for the performing arts, uh, they really go down. In our theater, each year we will produce about four or five plays. That's not not very many in a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, we have don't don't have audience. Uh, so when in the 2000s, the artist director they want to find a new place. I said, I have three plays. <laughs>、uh, if you want to put on the stage, you 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 can try. So for for our theater at that time, we choose my one of my play, the last winter, and choose the director. He just graduated from the Shanghai Theatre Academy, and the stage designer, and he is the first time to 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 do the designer. Also, the actor is just graduate, so all the new people. But that play is really success, and they 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 said if we have another play, so I I say I don't have, but I can write、uh, <laughs> because I have two plays. I don't want to give them. I think maybe they will don't like it. So I write a play www.com. The、uh, this play is another hit. Did you always secretly have the confidence that you could do it, or was it really a surprise for you as well?、Uh, at the beginning, that really surprised me. You know, when I write play, I don't think people will put on the stage. And when you say you were able to understand what the audience wanted, what actually was that? All、uh, the subject I wrote is about the young people, because I know the audience they are really young. I want to attract them. Have you always focused on young people as your key audience, or has it has it been different? Uh, because I don't want to、uh, repeat me、uh, always again. So sometime I will lead the audience to somewhere. Sometime I work with the audience together.、Uh, sometime I wanted to make the audience angry. I wanted to to fight with them. I want to explore how far I can go and where I can go. What's a good example of that?、Uh, in the 2015. I want to、uh, adapt a film,、uh, Walter Defense Sarajevo. That is a really popular film in China in the 1970s. So when they go to the theater, they bring something. You know, they wanted to feel exciting again. But the time already changed. I I think the hero can become a fascist on the stage. 
So that is a big problem for the audience. <laughs> so oh. they, they, they want to go to watch a hero. They don't want to, to watch a fuckers on the stage. <laughs> so I changed the whole story. Right. When we do that, the audience really hate it. They don't like it. Then we have the full house in the uh, in the premiere, but some of the audience they really angry. They stand up and go away. Uh, and the next morning, that in the newspaper have a big critical the article. They give me a give me a conference, uh, another conference, uh, something like the seminar. Oh, like a hearing. Yeah, they have a, they hold a meeting about the play. Right. So they they invited me. I'm the only guy to sit on one side, right. and they all sit on another side. Right. They're really angry, uh, but I have another two people that really support me. They like it very very much. For me, I think that is the theater. I don't want to make audience happy. I want to make audience thinking. This is what I do. But when I I, I attended the, the meeting, they are really angry, but they they care about me. They they, they love me, but they they're angry. I understand. That's interesting because it's rare to find someone who actively wants to antagonize people, and you know maybe you'll lose some fans. Uh, but you didn't mind about that. You didn't mind losing popularity. Uh, yeah, I care about uh, my play attract what kind of audience. Some audience they want to think. I think this uh, this audience I really want to attract them. And has it ever gone too far? Then have you ever put on a play which, in the end, they threatened to to close completely? Mm, no, but uh, in 2015, the one year I have the s- three plays. Uh, one play is named the uh, the crowd. Uh, this play is from the group angle to talk about the past 40 years in China, what happened uh, since uh, the culture revolution to, to since the China tried to open the country. So uh, this play is already translated in the eight language. Another play name is uh, How You Can Slap a Girl. Oh, Slap a Girl. Yeah, How You Can Slap a Girl. Oh, yeah. right. And uh, this play also is a challenge for the audience. We have the stage reading in in, in UK. Uh, but in China, we also do the uh, workshop about that. Uh, but we, we don't put on the stage. Is that how you're able to, to maintain your freedom? You, you can write whatever you want and you can put it on the stage in other countries. And even in China, you can't put it on stage, but at least you have a workshop. Is, is that how you do it? Because in China, we have the, uh, the culture policy. All the players on the stage in China, you must get the, um, the license from government. You can to sell the tickets. Uh, but uh, because of our theater, we have our own audience. So I can to do the w- workshop with them. We invite the audience to be together. We talk about uh, that is not large audience, so we can we can do by ourselves. Uh, the film and the TV because they have the large audience, so they will be really uh, serious. But uh, for the for the theater, we have uh, more space. I mean, I guess you, you just write what you want to write. And I guess the, the question for you is, do you put it on the stage or not? But you still write whatever you want. Yeah. Mm. yeah uh, uh, most of the artists from young or from old, from different generation, the first thing they care about is what kind of thing I cannot write. Because they want to be safe. They don't want to do the risk. Uh, but uh, 
when I talk with them, I think this is a real bad thing. Because if you are artist, you should do, do, do what do you want to do. So the second thing is operate. Because every uh, every country has the law. Yeah, if you want to 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 change, you need to change the law. You you cannot say I I cannot write this, I cannot write that. You will you will not write anything. But if you say I can write it, I want to do the risk. I want to do explore myself. I want to I d even I don't know where do I will go, but I still want to do. And then for the second part, that is other things. And what themes do you think that you'll be touching on in your next pieces? Like, do you have anything in mind right now? I have many <laughs> things I want to write. In my computer, I have many plays. Just some that just have beginning, just some just have the idea. I don't know, but I have m m maybe more than 50s right now. Oh, man. I only really write little articles, but even with a little article, I can have a block. So when I see someone like you who can have 50 plays <laughs> all on the go <laughs> at the same time, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of your ability just to, to keep on producing. Uh, I don't know, but because maybe um, different people, they have the different habit. Maybe somebody, when write, they become so serious. I, I have one of my friends, he also a playwright. He writes the Chinese traditional opera. He must be alone and close the door and also take, after take a shower, maybe it will be much better. And then start to write. I said, oh my God, for, for me, I can write anywhere. Uh, in fact, uh, my last play, I wrote on the plane. Uh, uh, and, you know, people will service you, give you food, you can sleep, you do what you want to do. I think that's really good for me to write a play. So I, I write the play. Yeah. I <laughs> oh. Well, next time I'm on my third gin tonic on a long flight, I'll think of you and think, oh, I could be, <laughs> I could be so much more productive. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick. Really enjoyed that. And uh, let's move on to part two. Okay. <laughs> okay, so part two, it's the same 10 questions I ask every guest. So question number one, what is your favorite China-related fact? Could be about history, about your hometown, anything. Uh, I think that is uh, traditional management in the village. I think that is, that is sad thing is all this kind of the system is uh, broken now. Uh, in China, in the history, uh, the official manager from the emperor, the, the most one, there will be in the county. But in the village, they will be uh, managed by themselves. That is by the traditional culture, not really involved with the official. So I think that's some like like a dream before. That is really good. Right. Uh, I I can give you an example. My father is a teacher in the county in the village, uh, but uh, before he don't have the salary, but who will pay him? And the uh, the, the the village will give a field. A field. Yeah. And the field will be free to him, and and all the the people in the village will don't pay the salary for him. But this field you can plant, and when you have gain, you uh, you, you you can get the food. So actually, then they would they would farm the field, and whatever they made in that field, they would give to your father. Yeah, and right. uh, and all the people from the all the different village they will work on the field. My father is not a a, a farmer. And they will give to my father as the 
as the salary. So that that, that is a culture. So you a teacher, you work, uh, you you teach their children, and all they 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 will uh, work for you and take care of the 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 field. Do you have a favorite word or phrase in Chinese? So maybe it's a phrase that's very hard to translate into English, or maybe it's a new um, internet phrase um, that has recently become popular. Uh, what what would you say is your favorite one of those? Uh, I, I get a lot of words that will be really difficult. That is Shanghai Shanghainese. That word is zuo. Uh, zuo. Do you know this word? No, no. What is it? Zuo something like a 工作的作. Yeah, but always to talk about the girls. For example, when a girl and she have a boyfriend. And she will do so many things to make the the boyfriends will be crazy, but still love her, but still want to get her. That is only one word in Shanghai is zuo. Only Shanghai girls have this zuo. You know when 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 I put this zuo in www.com, the play the girls from Shanghai, I said he's a, a zuo. But we when we do this play, we translate for many different language. Nobody know how to translate it until now. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's the perfect answer. <laughs> and now I'm going to ask people in Shanghai, and they can tell me how they would translate that. Maybe, I, maybe it's like um, a tease, or yeah, I can't translate maybe, either. But I don't know. What is your favorite destination within China? Home. When I I'm in Shanghai right now, I always miss the home. That is in the village. We have a small house there that's still there. We said that is I don't know how to say the English. Um, that is a home homeless homesick. Yes, yes. But you know, uh, in fact, uh, in China, for the village changed so much. Right. The people of uh, steady village, but they always go to the big city. And ten years ago, I do the research that said in China every day is about. Eighty to nineties village disappeared. Mm. They have a lot of village. Nobody live there. Then empty. But this is probably a, a global trend as well, because I think I've heard the same thing about Japan. I've heard the same thing about uh, the UK. Just the, the depopulation of the countryside. Uh, but uh, in UK, they spend almost two hundred or three hundred years to have the process. In China, we only have twenty years、yeah. or ten years, so that quickly. Yeah. So we destroy so many things, we too fast. So that is part of the problem. Well, when you say that, I can really, I can feel that your heart is in that village <laughs> in Anhui. <laughs> And on the subject of Anhui, like, can you tell me something in in the dialect that you speak? Like,、uh, what's what's just an easy sentence? That is, gog mog hog. What? Means today, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. Really? Yeah. That's that sounds like no, nothing like Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you know, before I went to Shanghai, I think the Shanghai、uh, the Anhui local language is the Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I was yeah、uh, go to Shanghai, I thought, oh my god, it's really different. I can speak Shanghai local language,、right. but just the Shanghai people that don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my fault. Therefore, <laughs> if you left China, what would you miss the most, and what would you miss the least? The food from my home. 
Anhui. I, I don't want to say that question. That answer, yes. but is that true? <laughs> but okay, let me ask you then. What is specifically the the Anhui cuisine that that you would miss? The bad smell fish. Oh God! No, <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, cuisine. I love it. Oh God! No, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't do the stinky tofu, and the the stinky fish sounds even worse. Yes, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the other way? Like, if you, uh, what would you miss the least about leaving China? Shanghai food. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> it's too sweet, right? Yeah. Okay. Next question: Is there anything that still surprises you about life in China? In fact, I have the, so many things for the the new things happen in China. Some like the the high speed by the train, uh, also some like the internet. The, so uh, uh, when you have the mobile phone, you have the Wi-Fi everywhere in China in the village itself in Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite place to go out?、Um, let's say in Shanghai. Like, do you have a favorite restaurant or a favorite bar or just a place to hang out? If you said in Shanghai a place you you love it, is our theater. I I really、uh, crazy for my job. Since nineteen ninety five, I stayed in this road every night. I almost the last guy to leave this building. What is the best or worst purchase you have made recently? <laughs> I think that is a、uh, one T-shirt.、Uh, I think.、Uh, I forget that is almost ten years ago,、uh, in in Hong Kong, I bought one T-shirt that is so comfortable. So, I every day almost I will change this one and use the other one, and this one be back in the second <laughs> day. I this T-shirt I already wear almost ten years, but always I think that that is really good for me. Next question: What is your favorite WeChat sticker? <laughs> yeah, that is just a boy is so happy when and and he walk is so happy, you know. I think that is me. I I also want to like that.、Uh, when I was young in the village, I would do like that. That is all the world is mine. I'm a guy from bottom of my heart to want to be happy. So that's why I change my job from hospital. I don't want to be everybody to、uh, to say their problem. I want to the people that happy. That's lovely. I really like this one. I'm keeping it. <laughs> Thank you. Next question: What is your go-to song to sing at KTV? I went to KTV、uh, many many times、uh, with my colleague, with my friend. My voice not that good, but that have one song is from a movie. In Chinese, name is Da Shihua. That movie is about a member of the Communist Party, Zhao Yulu. He he is real famous in China. He died in the 1950s. That story is really touched a lot of people for many generations. But in 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 that film, have a song. It sounds really difficult, but I love it. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What other、um, China-related media or sources of information do you rely on? I think that's Peng Yu Quan. Just the news that your friends share on WeChat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? A lot of people just get their news from WeChat. WeChat, they can find everything, <laughs> anything. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, Nick. Thank you. I really enjoyed our chat, and、uh, I think you have found the nice balance between playing within the rules of 
you know, what is legal, but also stepping as close to the line as possible without going over it. I think that's an interesting lesson for people to follow. Yeah, uh, sometimes that you, you will take that is so serious, but sometimes that's just a game. You know how to find the way to play the game. Well, if, if it's a game, I think you're winning. No, I, I don't think I'm winning. I think it's <laughs> always in the process. You know, I, I, I think the game it will be interesting. Nice. Before you leave, uh, in my next season of Mosaic of China, I would like to interview someone who you recommend. So out of everyone you know in China, who would you recommend that I interview next? Uh, his name is Zhang Yuan, the Michael Zhang. Yeah, we work in the theater. Uh, but he, he left to be an independent artist. I think his uh, work is really interesting. That's great. I can't wait to meet you in. And thank you again for coming today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. And there we have it. So um, Nick's answer to question 10 about his preferred source of news was WeChat. And that's the fourth time now that this answer has come up in the series. It's the same thing Yael said in last week's episode. And the other two were Astrid, the violinist from episode four, and Maple, the comedian from episode two. Next, the Shanghainese word zuo. So I did check with others in Shanghai, and the best definition I could find was that it describes a Shanghainese girl who is capricious and hard to please in a coquettish way. So that's about 20 syllables in English to describe just one in the Shanghai dialect. <laughs> I really enjoyed Nick's insight into village life in China. And I found an interesting graph from the World Economic Forum, which shows the rate of rural depopulation in China versus the other G20 countries. Japan is up there, it's second in the list, but Nick was correct, China's rate is by far the highest. For all of these graphics, as usual, please go to Mosaic of China on Instagram and Facebook, or add me on my WeChat ID, Oscar10877, and I'll add you to the group there. You'll also find this week a photo of the stinky fish that Nick mentioned as the representative Anhui cuisine that he would miss if he left China. Its full name is Huangshan Chou Guiyu, Yellow Mountains Stinky Fish. I don't know. Does it look appetizing? Really? You be the judge. What else? There's, of course, a photo of Nick with his object, um, his first collection of plays. There's his favorite WeChat sticker, the one of the happy village boy. I also found some original graphics of the film Walter Defends Sarajevo that was so popular in China and that Nick got in trouble for when he adapted it for the stage. One is the original poster from Yugoslavia and the other is the Chinese one. And another fascinating image, I thought, uh, is the music score that I found for Da Shihua, the song that Nick likes to sing at karaoke. Um, it's the first time I've personally seen music written for Chinese instruments, and it's nothing like Western music scores. And the final few photos are ones that Nick sent me. Um, there is the theatre, the Shanghai Dramatic Arts Centre, uh, and then there are photos from the nearest town to his village, which is Yuncao in Hanshan County in Anhui Province. Incidentally, the village of eight people where he grew up uh, was called Yu Village, the same as his family name. The only thing I didn't post on social media was a photo of Nick in that 10-year-old white t-shirt he mentioned. So if you see him walking around Anfulu in Shanghai, then please see if he's wearing it. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs. Extra editing support from Milo De Prieto. Artwork by Denny Newell and China support from Alston Gong. Wow, that outro was far too long. If you're still listening to this, then what the hell were you thinking? You could have written two plays by now. <laughs>